You're listening to the Homeboys Podcast, recorded in our Indiana office and with combined 40 years of experience. Here's your hosts, Clint and Scott. Hey, real estate investors, you are with the Homeboys and the Homeboys Podcast. My name is Clint Wetherill. We appreciate you joining us today. Real quick, hit subscribe, be with us for all of our future podcasts. We've got a very exciting topic today. We are going small. In real estate, everyone always thinks of the big, sexy real estate markets to get into, the large cities. We're here to tell you today that it doesn't have to be big, that it can be small, and that there's lots of opportunities outside of these major markets. I'm always here with my wonderful co-host, Mr. Scott Adams. How are you, buddy? Couldn't be better. We had a, we got a full day together yesterday. It's a good day. It's yep. a good day. We actually went out to one of these smaller markets and... Got to hang out a little bit, uh, a couple hours there, a couple hours back. Met with their economic development council and their mayor and um, learned a lot about the growth a lot of these little towns are having. It's very interesting stuff. We should have wore identical shirts yeah. yesterday. Probably been a little bit more impressive. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know I noticed that in the uh, lounge or the uh, conference room where we met, the chairs leaned way back. Mm-hmm. And I had to stop myself from like... Putting my feet up on the darn conference table. Did your chair, was your chair like that? I forgot to ask you. Yeah. 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 And uh, I don't know, it was a pretty laid back, you know, atmosphere anyway. Right. You know, it's, uh, but it's neat to get outside of of Indianapolis and, you know, some of these areas. It's something that we've been doing, you know, for quite a while. And it's also pretty awesome to check out the food in other places too. Mm-hmm. You know, as we talk about on here yeah. all the time, we're, we're we're getting down on the food. But uh, we only had fifteen minutes to eat yesterday. Yeah, though, so yeah, we, we had garbage, we literal had a, garbage. We had a McDonald's and it was like fifty degrees inside there. That's right. Oh my gosh! I had to so go out to cold. the car and get my jacket. So cold, crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that's very interesting. Little markets, though. You and I built a thirty thousand square foot building in a town of five thousand. How long ago has that been? Is that two years now? Year About two years. We uh, we leased it up through the the height of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, but so I we, think a lot of a lot of the smaller market for us, and you know, just kind of we can dive in and talk about you know some of our experience happened in Southern Indiana, and just um, not really I shouldn't say by accident, but more because of familiarity because I grew up down there and you know, started looking around at some houses, you know, while I was at home visiting family, I had a, you know, I was, I was at home a lot there for a while because my mom got sick and, you know, was helping attend to, you know, to some of her care. And, you know, found out that the houses were actually surprisingly worth as much money as here in Indianapolis. Right. And, um, you know, Evans was a little unique because it's got a strong jobs market, but the rents were actually, you know, consistent, if not even higher in some certain areas. Sure. And you and I, uh, you know, we, we obviously have more business than we can handle as far as like leasing houses ourselves. We've got teams of people who do that. But when we would be in Evansville, you and I would go out to the actual properties, which is a, a treat for us. And we actually handled leasing the first two that we did in Evansville. By accident? Yeah, because we were down there. Mm-hmm. And literally people were coming up to us in the car when we parked out front and bringing us cash saying, no, no, let me have it. No, let me have it. Yeah. They're like fighting over it down there. Those were some awesome houses too. Yeah. I, I, Neat. And the only reason I say that they were awesome houses, I mean, I know we've done some other awesome houses down there, a lot of, of really nice homes, but 
because it was a new market for us, we actually met with a lot of the contractors and we kind of, you know, helped facilitate that. Whereas up here, we don't get to see the houses nearly as much, right. but man, that was, got to get the hell out of the office more, man. I know. It's, uh, I know. that's the fun stuff. You know, it's, uh, I miss like it. I haven't been in any of those houses since we've been in those two. I don't think. No, you know, no, I mean, we can't go to them all. We, we do such high volume. We're basically a production builder, you know, we're, every bit a production builder but it's it's it really turned us on to how powerful these small markets smaller markets are and how overlooked they are by most investors and and um and and just how strong their jobs are it's just fascinating to me mm -hmm. i i i would have never had interest in these markets you know 10 years ago had we not kind of stumbled on it because of where you're from and and us kind of just tinkering around with a couple of houses down there right so it, it opened up our eyes to something that um, we not only found that we think is amazing and we, we share with our clients, but it's also trending that way. Mm -hmm. It's trending stronger and stronger that way. And I'm not sure if COVID had uh, something to do with people wanting more space and wanting to get out of the, the cities more or, or the actual reason for the population growth in these small markets. But you know, yesterday um, in this small little Indiana town, they have 15,000 people per day coming in from Ohio to work at the jobs that are in this this area. Mm -hmm. 15,000 people from out of state a day yeah. coming in for that. They have several really, really, really large manufacturing facilities right. um, you know, around it. So It's just fascinating. People are flocking to, the, it to is. these towns that we, it is. you know, that the honest truth is we got lucky. We, mm -hmm. we happened to find It's kind of similar like for Evansville, you know, there's... Uh, it's a river town, you know, transportation. There's uh, some large auto manufacturing down there. And, you know, I'm kind of, I'm almost kind of scared to talk about Evansville because I want to tell all of our competitors around Indianapolis to stay the hell out of Evansville. Right. It's ours. <laughs> um, right. You know, but. Um, yeah, we are heavy in Evansville. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of real simple reasons why, you know, they're right on the Ohio River. And um, it's a, it's which is shocking to me. You knew this growing up down there on the Ohio river, but it's a transportation hub. Like you wouldn't believe I had no idea how much industry depends on that as a transportation route. You've got all this Chicago goods coming down mm -hmm. the river. I had no idea things were transported by river in America still. Oh, we just took it for granted because you know what? My grandmother lived on the Ohio River, on a bluff that overlooked the Ohio River, and you just saw a barge coming by with, you know, rock or coal <laughs> right. or whatever you know, whatever it was. And one of the know. richest people in your hometown was a barge builder, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. So it's just very interesting with, with those things. And then you've got other factors like, you know, we are one of the most business-friendly states in, in the United States. And so when you're in the border of Kentucky or Indiana uh, and Indiana down there, little jobs from across the way, mm -hmm. Owensboro and all these Kentucky towns, you know, they put their headquarters over in Evansville. There's right. just a ton of factors for that. But the other part that that's really interesting and, and attractive for these small towns for us and for our investors is the fact that they're being overlooked by institutional money. And it's not just that they're unaware of it. It's being overlooked because it's hard for a large production builder or a large uh, apartment builder mm -hmm. to set up shop in a small town like that because they can build two apartment complexes and then they'd have to move all of their right. stuff back it just you know they've got they've their machine isn't built to go out mm -hmm. into these small towns and so 
it's a kind of a unique time for, for the small time investors like us um, and our clients, the individual investors mm -hmm. to, to be able to hit a market that is, we're not competing with the big boys. Right. And it's easy. It's easy for us. And let's try to com compartmentalize this to, you know, um, like our clients and listeners that are, that are outside of the area. You know, we know Evansville, right. you know, we know a lot of the markets that, that are around Indianapolis that we're in, you know, the one that's, you know, several hours North of us that we were at yesterday, but you know, we have a large concentration of clients say in the Bay area. Um, out, you know, in San Francisco area. If you sent me a pro forma, if I'm a, someone that lives in the Bay Area and, you know, you gave me a pro forma of something in Indianapolis versus something in Evansville, you know, Indiana, I would think that the California person is like, well, I know Indianapolis. I mean, what the hell's Evansville? And why <laughs> would I ever, why would I ever go to Evansville? You know, um, and I'm not saying that that's the that's not really the feedback we've gotten from our cu it's customers. True. You know, we we we've, it's been very welcoming. But yeah. what would you say to those out of area people that you know have to have to process the fact that we're trying to sell them a product in a town that is 75 percent smaller or you know 80 percent smaller right. that that they that they've never heard of before? You yeah, know? I mean you. Uh, Basically, you just have to look at the, the strengths and the weaknesses, no matter where anything is. And, and the strengths of these small markets are, you know, they have uh, large population uh, growth without uh, enough homes being built, which happens to be. That's an excellent point. Happens to be true everywhere mm -hmm. right now. You know, Fannie thinks we're, what, 7 million houses short of, of population. Um, but particularly in these small towns, these small towns were overlooked um, leading up to 2008 and then 2008 happened and no building happened. And so they've just been overlooked for like uh, two decades uh, without growth mm -hmm. yet. They have some of the largest population growths yet. They don't have housing growth. I mean, it's pretty simple on paper um, why they're so strong. And then you've got some of the cultural factors with these, these littler towns that are amazing. Now I happen to love them. So do you, we go to these towns, and I just think it's so neat. The old well, names. I'm a redneck from the you know a tiny town with a stoplight and a Wendy's, right? You know? So it's you know we go to some of these smaller markets. And I said it yesterday. We were driving back kind of through the country, and I noticed all the ponds that people had. And I'm like, man, this is like this is heaven to me. This, right. is, this is this is what I'm about, you know. Right. Um, so so my point is though is that um, in these smaller towns, people stay. They, they stay a lot longer, not only in the towns, but in the houses that they move into. There's not a lot of shifting. So it's interesting that you mentioned your grandmother's house as an example. So that's still in your family. So your mm -hmm. brother now lives in it and mm -hmm. has taken over that house and brought it to the next level. And he's done a lot to it. And it's really neat. But at the end of the day, people stay in these towns in the houses that they have. Mm -hmm. So we have longer tenant stays. So you've got longer tenant stays. You've got rents that are just as strong as any big market that we have. Yeah. And, and you've got a population growth without housing growing alongside of it. And you've, you've got two decades worth of bit pent up demand and builders still aren't going there. So it's not even being solved. Right. So we, where's the sunset on this? We don't see one. And I think our experience, like when we talk about smaller markets, I think it's important to talk about, and tell me if you disagree, um, two different levels of smaller markets. You know, we're, we're talking like the Evansville type market in Southern Indiana. 
I mean, it's still the third biggest city, you know, in the state of Indiana. So when we're talking about, you know, to me, to me, that's still a pretty big market. And where I grew up in southern Indiana, that was the big city. I mean, that's where that's where you went you mm-hmm. know, to do really anything, restaurants, shopping, you name it, you know. But then you know, we had a passion project in Rockport, Indiana, where I'm from, you know, that closed out, you know, a, a year or so ago. Um, that's a completely different smaller market. How know? many people are in you know, Rockport? 3,500-ish, you right. know. Um, very small market. You know, very, I mean, there's some areas around there that you can include into it but sure. let's just call let's just call it 35 whatever but you know we, we got into that project because you know i grew up there um you know my dad had just passed away and you know i talked to him about building some apartments in the hometown and then uh you know we got we got involved with it and anyhow we built built this building but in order to build this building which has what 30 900 square feet of commercial space and 12 apartments above it. Right. Three-story. Anyway, um, while we're running our numbers, and I can remember us, you know, setting in in my office with a scratch piece of paper going through it, I mean, the only feasible way that we could do it was to charge the most expensive rents that the town has ever seen by 30%. Maybe the whole county. Correct. Um and we're like, well, you know, I mean, we're talking about a buck a square foot a month. You know, we're in Fishers here. It's a buck fifty a square foot a month. You know, I, I still think a buck is, is reasonable for something new. So then, you know, on the uh, City of Rockport Facebook page and all this, you get people like posting like, these guys are freaking stupid, man. Yeah, they're crazy. They're, they're charging, yeah. you know, $1,000 for a two-bedroom right. apartment. Like, what the hell's <laughs> going on? Right. But... Uh, Anyhow, I mean, it got in my head a little bit. Like, I'd come in did. and be like, man, look at what these guys are posting. And But anyhow. I had to be your counselor a oh few Oh, man, times. it drove me nuts. I was, it was keeping me up at night because like, yeah. I was serious about this project. I right. wanted the Main Street in Rockport, Indiana to have something nice right. and was serious about it. Well, but, people will find a way to crap on anything good. Oh, they do. will, man. Nobody wants anybody doing anything good, you know. But, but anyhow, we were leased out immediately. Um so I guess that brings me, you know, to, to the two different markets that I'm talking about, Evansville and then the really small town. You know, Evansville, the prices are kind of set by everything around it. Uh, those prices are, are, are very market-driven. and But, you know, in some of these smaller markets, if you're doing something kind of cutting edge, you're almost setting the market. You know, you're almost changing the market in the smaller town because, like, Rob, uh, a, a local realtor um, down there that mm-hmm. I've looked up to my whole life. He's used to be, I think Rob's five years older than me and used to live next door. And I thought he was the coolest dude in the history of the world, but mm-hmm. he's the biggest real estate agent down there. Right. I see his signs you know, everywhere. Right. And Rob was like, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for building them because all my rents just went up and, you know, in my houses. Sure. So there's opportunity in the, kind of the secondary size markets like in Evansville, Indiana, but then there's a kind of a a different opportunity in the really small markets. Yeah. The the big fancy word tertiary markets. Right. And so Rockport is a very small example of those. We, we don't, we won't probably have a lot of offerings for clients in a, in a market that small. Um, the, The more of the markets that we're very focused on that we see the future in, we really do see the brightest future for um, for uh, individual investors in these tertiary markets that are 
have populations between say 10 and, th- and 35, 40,000. And these are, these are markets that you don't change the entire market just by putting one building up. There's, there's enough of a market that it's established mm-hmm. on its own. Um, but these are the overlooked markets. So it's, it's almost suburbs to an Evansville would, would yeah. be one way to describe them. Suburbs to a Fort Wayne. Um, a lot of these, these places that we look at, um, even one that we're, we're very excited to be a part of is up in Elwood, Indiana. And it's a brand new apartment uh, project that we're involved in. Um, and we're going to be managing. And we bought, a, uh, uh, we bought the old jewelry store in downtown Elwood, Indiana. We're going to put a cool little office in there. But those towns, they could all be considered suburbs of secondary markets, if that makes sense. That town's unique, though, because... And I think it's important when you're investing. I mean, you look at the, the local economy and what's going on, uh, red, gold, tomatoes. And I think everybody knows red, gold, tomatoes. Right. But they don't know that the corporate office for red, gold, tomatoes is in Elwood, Indiana. Yeah. Heck, I didn't know it. I knew until it was we got, here. Until we got involved, you know, down, right. down the road. And this is a project that we, we could have been partners on, but we, we kind of took a step back. We're still managing it. We're the uh, help. We're, yeah. We're the, we're the hired help. Hey, I'm stoked to be the hired help. I think right. it's you know it's great. And Honored. We got we got the opportunity to meet um, some of the city officials, and you know we said we were going to drop a trailer and keep it as a sales office up there for the. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we've got some opportunity here for you, and took us out. And the next thing we know, like oh well, we own a building in downtown Elwood now. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is how it know, works. I guess. You asked me <laughs> five months ago. Right. Uh, like what? But. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm elated about it, but it just goes to show you that there are, you know, opportunities in these, in these smaller markets. And in a lot of ways, it's, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a lot of satisfaction out of it too. Like it, it's, it's, it's what I get up me. for right now. You know? This At this point in my career, the most exciting thing, and this is just selfish stuff. This is, the, you know, for us as much as anything, but I like going to these towns. I like making a difference. I like being wanted you know, in Indiana um, or any market you're in, you know, normally there's always all a reason why landlords suck. In these towns, they're literally begging for us to build rental housing for their workforce. You know, they're, they're, they've got all these different manufacturing plants and all these different jobs, and they have nowhere for the, for the employees to stay. And so these mayors and these economic councils all day long are literally hearing from businesses and business owners calling them up and saying, my... I'm trying to hire people and they have nowhere to live. You got to do something mayor about this. Right. So for once in my life, when I walk into a room, you know, as a real estate investor, you walk into a lot of rooms and people are like, Oh, real estate investor, you're wanted. They say you are my solution. Right. You know, these people are looking um, to, to our clients to help solve their needs. And, and it's really rewarding to be a part of that. Plus, like you said, you and I both just love these little towns in Indiana. They're cool. They're fun. It's been awesome. Man. They're really neat. Yeah. And it's neat that to, to be able to bring our clients to the, to these markets too. We're very lucky. We've, our clients are, um, they believe in us. Mm-hmm. You know, we've proven them over time um, that obviously we know what we're doing and, and there's a lot of trust that goes on there. So I'm sure it was hard for the first clients that we had to, um, to dive into some of these markets that we said, you know, this is the future. This is where we need to, to position you and ourselves. And they've they've come along and, and they've been able to reap those rewards. And what we're saying now is we're even more focused on it because we believe it's definitely the future. Right. 
Definitely. A lot of bush light being drank in those towns, too. There is. Pretty amazing. It's good old Indiana stuff. Yeah. Like you said, we drove by, and everybody's got a pond out on their property. And, and I said, man, man, I wish I wish I had a pond. And then I thought, oh, wait, I do have a pond. <laughs> well, so much of my heart is is, is small-town Indiana anyway. I, I'm just coming off of a, a bachelor party with, you know, 25-ish guys from my hometown of Rockport, Indiana, where we, you know— and, and it's such a special little fraternity that you know that these these guys have like where they 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 congregate together, they live life together. You know that you know everyone loves one another. Mm-hmm. You know it's uh, so a group of small town really guys else, just drinking bush light. Right. You know hanging out, grilling meat. It was right. just like man, this is, this is amazing. But where did you guys go instead of going to Indianapolis or Evansville? You guys went to another cool small town, which is where Larry Bird is from. Yeah, went to French Lick. French Lick. Played golf, stayed at the casino. Yeah. So little Hick t- from French Lick. Yeah, Hick yeah. from French Lick. Larry Bird. But my point is that these little towns have a lot of things to offer. It's not just people stuck in there hoping to someday go to the big city. I mean, these towns are ripe because you've got people wanting to move to them. There's right. a lot of neat factors to them that I think people who've lived in their cities their whole life, someone like me, I grew up in a suburb of Indianapolis, and I thought— Anything outside of 465, which is the highway around Indianapolis, was just country. Yeah, if you would have came to our town, you would have got your ass kicked. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I would have had my Heineken. I would have said, everyone, I would have said you totally don't Bush Light, you don't have Heineken? <laughs> yeah, everyone loves Scott Adams. <laughs> you would have fit right in. I love that town. You would have fit right I, in. I, I do love your and town. And everyone that you've like met down there, yeah. like that, I'll run into people. like, oh, man, Scott Adams. You know, I love it awesome. there. You know, it's, but, it's a neat place. Yeah. But small town Indiana is really neat. And again, Again, you know, you can go too small. You know, we, we, I can't believe you're going there because yeah. I was sitting here waiting to to to, to get into that because we've talked about the positive, you know, parts of investing in a small town and all of that. But there is such thing as too small. You know, I'm talking about my hometown of Rockport. You know, you you go outside of Rockport into some of that. I'm not going to name the town because I don't want to insult anybody. But you know, you, you you get outside of it and in some of these really 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 tiny towns and. You know, um, you just you got to you got to be cautious because there, there are places that are you know are run down. You know, like in you know the heart of coal country. You know, in in Kentucky, sure. that the, all those jobs have left, and there are no jobs. That you got to really be cautious because or a town you know, built on one single, you know, company or one single uh, thing like coal, like mm-hmm. you said, a town that's built on one thing. If there's a hiccup in that, man, it can crush a town. And, and so you have to have a balance of some diversity Correct. in these small towns, which is why we're focused on kind of these markets that are more suburbs of, of other places or have giant, uh, or not giant, but diverse uh, jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, like you talked about the Red Golden Elwood. I mean, that's just one of their many industries. This right. thing. They're not, you know, just because Red Gold is there, they're not employing 50% of the town. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, they have all kinds of jobs up there in manufacturing. And now people in. are moving to Elwood yep. to work in Indianapolis, which blew my mind. The mayor was telling us a, a large portion of yep. the growth has been uh, Indianapolis-based job people. God there. bless them. That wouldn't yeah. be for me. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, me. I think with COVID, yeah. too, you have to you have to think people are working remotely more, too, so they can live yeah. outside of the major cities. I mean, it's a good point. I mean, that's that's way it's it's trending. You know, you, why not live? You know, forty, you know, minutes outside of a major market. You know, if right. you're working from working from home, um, you know, you come into the office every day. I come into the office every day, and 
I like the fact that I've got a five-minute drive here, and you've got five right? as well, right? Six? It's about ten. Is it about ten? Ooh. I know. It takes me ten minutes to get to work. Rough, isn't it? And once but in a while, I have to stop at a stoplight. I have, I have one between my house and here. Yeah. One stoplight. Yeah, I'm, I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. If I see that yeah. stale green and I'm coming up on it, I'm like, you better not turn. <laughs> but, you know, you got to look at the demographic, and it's not, you know, um, there's a lot of uh, population outside of, you know, overweight, middle-aged, you know, men, you know, like us. Right. <laughs> you know, so, but, and, you know, you're right. I mean, you know, we've got a big, we got a big client um, recently, Dan and Kelly, mm-hmm. we went out yeah, to yeah. breakfast with Dan and Kelly and, you know, it doesn't matter where they live, you know, started in right. California and like, eh, I guess we're just going to move to Florida, you know, because I can live anywhere and, and right. do what I do. And, you know, then they're very well-educated, you know, smart people and sure, you know, it's, it's the times are changing. Yeah. I hear it all the time. It seems weird. I think to folks like, not weird, but it just seems different for folks like you and me because we're so tied in with our family and our family is so uh, located, centrally located. I mean, I, I tell this story all the time now, but my family all has walkie talkies, you know, they have walkie talkies to talk to each other in this, in where we live our town because we all live that close. I think it's fabulous. Yeah, I think there's seven walk- seven people with walkie-talkies. So, I mean, the idea of me moving to just Florida because I felt like it or California and being free is, is foreign beyond what I can understand. Um, but at the same time, that's the way of the world now, you know. Well, well, um, one of uh, these groups that we go and speak with, and, and we love them. They've got a great relationship with them, and we go out to San Francisco and talk with them. Two or three of their employees don't have houses, meaning they don't own, they don't rent, they simply Airbnb. Mm-hmm. They literally don't have a house. They just live. They just travel and work from where they travel. It's Makes crazy. no sense to me. No. But, you know, it goes back to that point that, you know, tying yourself to these big, bigger cities isn't necessary anymore for the workforce. It's becoming less and less necessary for the workforce. Yeah, I saw, I think Google and Facebook extended their... Um, their work Stay from home on. orders a little further or something. I don't know. I got a good friend of mine. that's a VP at Roche Diagnostics. You know, one of the biggest companies. You know, here locally, he hasn't been in in eighteen months. You yeah. know, it's it's or not eighteen. Yeah, so it's it's called twelve, called thirteen, fourteen months. The other but, part that's interesting is that people are choosing these small towns. I'm I'm fascinated by it. You know, you every time we meet with all these economic councils or the city council. They all have that same problem. They're like, everyone's moving here. They're scared. You can see the fear in their eyes. They're like, we need housing. You know, everyone's moving here. It's interesting to me that that's kind of where the population is shifting. It's not like that in every town, no, you no, know. I'm sorry. But, I mean, but a couple we, that we've been in, it's, it's, they, they can't keep up. Right. They, you know, they, they, they literally can't keep up. You know, I, um, you know, real estate's hot in most places, but, you know, the, the you really got to pay attention to the economy and the industry that's that's going on around it. I mean, it really drives a For lot. Sure. You know, it's... Yeah, I guess we should make sure that we point out just how specific and picky we are on which of these small towns mm-hmm. there are. We're not just like, oh, it's a town of 10,000. Let's go buy houses mm-hmm. there. You know, we... I'll give you a great for example. There's not much opportunity there, but like, you know, the, the um, Honda plant went in in Greensburg, yeah. you know, Indiana. Yeah. You know, so like that was... 10, 11, 12 years ago. But like everything around it, you know, Shelbyville, 
Greenfield, um, you know, of course, Greensburg, you know, everything around that area. I mean, we're talking, you know, thousands of jobs that went into to this Honda plant. You know, if you can identify that, a little too late to the party on that one because, right. I mean, everything has kind of been bought up. I own a few in Shelbyville, um, you know, myself, kind of based off of off of that reason. It's in one of my girls' LLCs. But, uh, yeah, but well, for for this market, the the other reason that we feel that it's the future, it's it's we're about, we're ahead of institutional money in these areas, and and we've always the truth is small companies like ours, people like Clint and I, we're always just on the on the edge, right ahead of those those hedge funds, knowing that they're going to come steal the cake at some point. Every single thing we do, we know they're going to be right behind us. Um, doing it. And so we're ahead of them at this point in these tertiary markets, just because it's hard for them to set up their giant infrastructures and move it and, you know, outside of the current box that it's in, but they'll be coming at some point for these. The opportunity is too, it's too strong. You know, you've got, it's just, there's just too much demand for, for people to buy rentals in these towns that need rental homes Mm -hmm. and rental build rental properties. So you know, we are very heavily looking at it for our future. We were heavily advising our clients to always consider kind of these smaller market properties that we have. We still offer Indianapolis properties for our clients and uh, Evansville properties and, and uh, you know, more po- properties in more populated areas. But um, we are going to be more and more focused on where we think the best opportunity for our clients lies, which is in these tertiary markets, um, very select very, very select markets. Yeah. Can you spell tertiary? No. I can't. No. No. I thought it was like tertiary was like a like a like a period like right before the Jurassic <laughs> you know, period. It's like the tertiary well, period and the Jurassic period. Well it would be Latin. Yeah. So it's Latin for thir thir ter tertiary tertiary I don't know, I'm just gonna show how dumb I am here. So I better shut up and just nod. I believe just, it's I was just happy that third. you got tertiary out there. Yeah, I, I believe it means cool. third. <laughs> I just I'm like a monkey. I just repeat what anyone what someone smarter than me says. Yeah. We'll be in these meetings with literally the the you know the town attorneys and these really intelligent smart people like actuary level right. smart and they said the word so now I'm using it. Well, I always talk about when we go out to some of these conferences, you know, the it, the information dump yeah. that is going on. There'll be someone up on stage talking about GDP this and inflationary <laughs> your rate eyes, this. You, your eyes that. just gloss like, over. No. Nah, I, nah. I'll look over at you and I'll just <laughs> see you kind of, and I'm like, oh God, we lost him. Go we on. lost him. <laughs> come back. Come back. He's gone. He's out. Well, that is our show for today. I think it's just something that we have to open our minds and, and tell ourselves it's not just about the 25 biggest real estate markets in the country. There's lots of opportunity up there. We've seen huge run-ups in real estate, which has kind of pushed us out, you know, a little bit. But we are so pleasantly surprised by being pushed out and seeing the opportunity that's out there. And like I said, we're having fun with it. So if you would like to talk to us more about that, he's your guy because he's a lot smarter than me. Uh-huh. I'm always willing to take your call, uh, text, or email. But uh, but be always keep your eyes open and look for those secondary or tertiary there it is you know uh, markets but uh, that's our show for today again hit subscribe follow us on facebook uh, youtube linkedin we love providing this content for you and we can't wait to talk to you next time till then happy investing okay.